Well, good morning. Merry Christmas. Welcome to New Hope Church. My name is Mel. And I'm Ben. And again, Merry Christmas. We're so glad you're joining us here live in person as well as online. And for some of you, this might be your first time here to our church. And because you're here, we want to share with you what we have available right here at New Hope. So in the back of our sanctuary, we have our prayer room. So if you need prayer, please just go see one of our prayer warriors at any time. We also have our nursery from birth to two years old. Across our wing on that side is our children's and youth ministry. And then through these double doors here is our fellowship hall. And in our fellowship hall, there's our restrooms. There's our well with smoothies, acai bowls, snacks for purchase. And then there's breakfast as well. This morning, I think it's a... So it's like it's the local deluxe. It's a local breakfast. deluxe. Yeah. New Hope it's a local version. deluxe. Yeah. Breakfast platter, and then we also get miso soup too. And yeah. Ooh. And then, and then also, there's our resource center. Yeah, our resource center is also in our fellowship hall. And we know that there might be some of you that you're like, I forgot for by one person when gift for Christmas. Who's still laughing right now? Who's laughing? Somebody. We're not pointing any fingers, Somebody. but you know yeah, who you are. Yeah. And so we want to let you know our resource center has Bibles, books, journals, other gift items that if you forgot somebody this Christmas, it's not too late. You can stop over there and find them really something really cool. Yeah, and we have a few things coming up and not coming up. Like this Wednesday, we don't have our Wednesday night service this Wednesday. We actually have our New Year's Eve candlelight service this Saturday at 5 p.m. That's one service. And then we start the New Year off strong. That's right. Next, Start off strong. Next week, Sunday, January 1st, we have all three services at 7, 8.30, and 10 a.m. So, yeah, it's going to be awesome. And the best way to stay connected with us is to download our New Hope Church app. We got some things coming up in uh, the month of January. Like our first Wednesday is an extended prayer and worship night, which is January 4th. And then we as a Foursquare family... Foursquare is our denomination. We do 21 days of fasting and prayer. But again, in our New Hope Church app that you can download on your phones, uh, there's all of our information there. There's links to those different things. So yeah, that's yeah. the way to stay connected. Right on. Well, can we thank Mel for helping thank us you. out with our announcements this morning? Thanks, bro. <clears throat> At this time, we're going to get ready to receive our tithes and offerings. And, you know, uh, last night, uh, we had our kids. We went over to my wife's grandma's house, and they were opening up their presents and, uh, you know, we have children from nine all the way to three. And our youngest are twins. And so the twins, when they're opening up their present, uh, my son comes up to me, Luke, and he goes, Dad, look what I got. And he's showing me his toy. And he's all filled with excitement and joy. Like, yeah, look, Dad. And he's playing with it, playing with it. And something that occurred to me was this. It was a fire truck. And I realized that, brother, you get like five fire truck toys already. And like, you know, from years ago or even you know, for his birthday and stuff. And, and he was filled with so much excitement with that new fire truck toy. And I thought about it. I was like, I wonder how long it's going to last. You know, that excitement until you get something better or bigger or, or something new. And, and he's going to kind of forget about that fire truck toy. And then I realized something. You know, the gifts that we get every year, a lot of times we can forget about it or, you know, grow out of it or might not be in season anymore. But one thing that's always the same is the reason for Christmas. That Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it's a reminder of this, that God has given us his very best. It never expires. It never grows old. It never loses its excitement. And so 
today as we pray over our tithes and offerings, we're reminded that we give because he first gave us. And now this may be your first time to New Hope, and if that's you, we ask that you don't feel, you feel obligated to give this morning. In fact, receive this service to help you in your relationship with the Lord. But this morning, as we pray over our tithes and offerings, may we, may we be reminded, especially on this morning of Christmas, that over 2,000 years ago, God gave us his very best, a baby born in a manger. Would you bow your heads with me as we pray over our tithes and offerings? Lord, we're so grateful for who you are. And Lord, we thank you so much that as we are here on Christmas morning, Lord, we're reminded that you are the best giver of all. You've given us your son. And so Lord, this morning, as we pray over our tithes and offerings, Lord, as we give unto you and trust you with our finances, we can do exactly that because of who you are. That Lord, you are continuously doing great things because you are our great God. And so Lord, would you bless the hearts of those who give and let them know that what you're doing right now, what they're doing right now is partnering with you to reach people far from you. There is a world that needs hope, that needs peace, and definitely needs love because it needs you. And so, Lord, we give unto you this morning. We look forward to what you're going to continue to do. We love you. We thank you. We praise you. And we pray this all in the name of Jesus. And we all said, amen. There are several ways that you can give your tithes and offerings. You can give through our app, website, uh, you can even send your checks to our church office here at 840 Kupalau. You can also sign up for text to give. For those of you who are here uh, live, we have our tithe and offering boxes located in the back of the sanctuary. And because it's Christmas morning, our worship team and our hula girls wanted to bless you with something special. Would you welcome them up?
Wonderful, beautiful. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Bree, Isis, Tanil. Thank you guys so much. Can we thank them one more time and our worship team? Oh, it's so beautiful. You know, when we celebrate Christmas and we sing songs like that, it brings so many reminders to us. It reminds us of the season and reminds us of what God has done. Uh, we do need reminding, don't we? We have reminders around us all the time, and we are forgetful people. We forget things quickly. Some of you forgot something at home, or like Pastor Ben was saying, forgot something, uh, a gift for someone, or, or you just forgot about um, like your anniversary, you forgot someone's birthday. We forget things all the time. And God gives us a reminder of his great love for us by sending us his one and only son, and we celebrate his birth today. But we still sometimes need to be reminded that Jesus did grow up. He wasn't just a baby. He grew up. And we live in a world that is fast-paced, and, and we forget things. We also live in a world that causes us to drain quickly and to be depleted from life quickly because we keep going. And so although today is Christmas and we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, how does that affect our lives? Because it has to be more than just celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. It has to be more than that. And you being here on Christmas Day or you tuning in on Christmas Day, that's phenomenal. It's, it's, it's almost like we have given God on his special day our hearts to say, I want, I want to spend Christmas in this kind of way. And we're reminded that that's God's love for us. We're just forgetful people. I, I, I think we forget a lot. Um, the other day, Heidi, who's my wife, our grandchildren were over, and she was talking about how they always look for their presence when they come to our house. They always look for their gifts, and they, like, they, they, they subtly do it. They walk in the house, they're like, hi. They call me Papa. They call her Gigi. Hi, Papa. Hi, Gigi. So where, so where, where are we going to, like, so for, like, dinner and things like that, like, what, what are we going to have to eat? And so we'll talk to them, and like, oh, okay. Then they'll follow us in the room. Like, so, so what, like, um... Where is everything? Like, what are, what are we going to do later on? We're going to play things. And, and they're looking. And I said, Heidi, like, where do you even, where do you hide their gifts? She goes, they, were, they would never find it. Because I hide their gifts in all of our suitcases. <laughs> That's so brilliant. In our suitcases. And I'm like, how come I can never find my gift? She goes, oh, you'd never find yours. I'm like, where do you hide mine? You can't always change the place. She goes, I, I hide them. I hide them by the vacuum. You, you would never find it over there. I'm like, oh, it's lady. But here's the problem with us hiding things. We hide things from people and we forget where we hid them. We forget. Like we, we say, okay, I'm going to put this here so I don't forget. And we forget. We lose things because we forget. We're forgetful people. So quickly we forget things. But here's the good news. God never forgets. And as crazy as our life can be, and even this week for some people, and I know people personally, they just lost a loved one just this week. And it is not the most wonderful time of the year. It is the most difficult time of the year. And yet we're still reminded that God knows exactly what he's doing. He still reigns and he still rules and he's still God. As difficult as this season can be, 
He's still God. He still gives us hope. He still gives us healing and restoration. And the, the birth of Jesus reminds us of that. And, and even as Jesus grew up, the story of Jesus being born is found in Matthew chapter 1 and, and other places in Scripture. But there are so many things that God has already given us that we forget about. And sometimes we even forget about Jesus Christ and, and who he is. But I'll read in Matthew chapter 1. It's not going to pop up here on the screen, but I'll read it to us. The account uh, and how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. But because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet that the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded and took Mary home as his wife. He did everything that the angel commanded. You know, when Jesus was born, when God sent Jesus, when God came in human form, it was God's way of reminding us of his incredible love for us. And then, of course, Jesus grew up, died for our sins on the cross to give us a way back to God, to give us access to God, to declare us righteous in the sight of God. He did that for us. Jesus lived on this earth. He redefined the rhythms of life so that we could live a healthy life with him in an unhealthy world. And he definitely showed us what rest would look like. Jesus was the master at what rest would look like. We all could use more rest. Some of us are operating on like five hours, four hours, three hours of sleep. Coffee is the thing right now. It's like, I gotta have my coffee. I gotta have my coffee. I got, some of us did not have coffee. I don't drink coffee, but some, some that, like, that's your thing. And the moment you drink your coffee, it's like, ah, yes, all of heaven rejoices. It's like, that's, that's the thing. It's the coffee. But we are operating on minimal sleep for some of us. But God reminds us all the time on how good he is, and that's the first thing we want to learn from Jesus being born, that God gives us reminders all the time. We live in a, a beautiful place. You might be traveling, maybe you're visiting, but I, I love the sunrise and the sunset. And it reminds us that God is still the one giving us reminders of his great love for us. All of creation speaks of his glory and we're reminded in each season that God is who he is we have so many reminders our phones have notifications on it right it pops up and text messages come in and we have reminders all the time we have we have post-its we put on post-its all over the place or we have a, a board where they, we have reminders and put that up we even we even tell people to remind us on things we're supposed to remember. Like, hey, hey, before we go home, remind me. Remind me. Before we go home, I got to stop by KTA, grab some things. Okay, remind me. Don't forget, remind me. 
On the way home, what happens? Like, oh, I forgot to remind you. It's like, what, what? Oh, we're supposed to go KTA. What? And what do we do? We blame the people we ask to remind us on things we're supposed to remember. It's like it's their fault. And they take the hit too. They're like, oh, man, so sorry. So sorry. You never remind me. Junk you. And that's, it's their fault. But we need reminding. We forget all the time. And it is not an age thing. As I hit 50 this year. Because young people forget too. They forget. We forget all the time. And as tough as life is, God's promises still remain because he is still God and he reminds us of that all the time. That's what Jesus came to bring. God shows up in human form as a newborn child, a baby, peaceful, calm, humble, gentle. Now, not all babies are calm. I get that. Some, I mean, right, we go through our stages as, as babies, but what a way to come into this world as a baby, gentle. And he carried that out through his entire life. That's, that was his character throughout his entire life. He kept that, that gentleness. Babies do that to people, right? Babies, I mean, babies bring, bring that, that, that feeling out of us that we don't get from other people. Babies do that. Babies, babies make us talk in ways that we don't talk to each other. We, we just don't, we don't talk to each other in the way we talk to babies. Nobody does that. We don't, we don't, we don't say the things we say to each other like how we say things to babies. Try to talk to each other how you talk to babies. Men, you go work tomorrow, you see your friends, talk to them how you would talk to a baby. It just does not translate well. It doesn't. Like, I, I, like, like Louis, my friend Louis. Louis, you want to go play basketball? You want to go play basketball, Louis? Let's go play basketball. <laughs> right now, he's like, please don't talk to me like that. Please. We, you can't talk to each other like that. But that's what babies do. And that's how God came. He came in, in the form of a baby, in human form, and changed us. But he didn't stay as a baby. He continued to grow up. In John chapter 14, as he grows up, Jesus himself says, if you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. Once again, he's reminding us that he will never leave us. That advocate who will never leave you, he is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. Amazing that Jesus foreknew, he could foresee where we would be living in our day and age today on all kinds of different truths that are out there. And he says, no, no, you're gonna, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you'll follow anything that sounds good because it sounds truthful. But you're gonna need the Holy Spirit. Why? Because he's gonna lead you into all truth, which tells us we need guidance when it comes to truth. Because anything can sound good. Any video can be made. Any sound bite can be taken out of context. But Jesus himself says, I'm gonna give you the advocate, the helper, Holy Spirit, to lead you into all truth. If you just started dating, you need the Holy Spirit to lead you into all truth. If you're a teenager and you're in love, you're going to need the Holy Spirit to guide you into all truth. You need the Holy Spirit. 
The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him, but you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. What Jesus was saying is, I have the power, but when I die and rise from the grave, I'm gonna give you the advocate, the helper, the one that comes alongside, the comforter, that will give you the same resurrection power that is in me. He will be in you. You're gonna have that power. And many people will not recognize him because they're not looking for him. It's all about his presence. One of our grandchildren, Heidi was talking to them about, you know, Christmas and it's about the presence of God. And they're thinking presents, like gifts, like presents. And she's like, no, no, no. Yeah, we're going to give gifts, but it's more than just presents. Got to remember, it's about the presence of God. And it was, a, it was a moment. It was a good teaching moment. They're like, they call her Gigi. They're like, oh, Gigi, I, yeah, it is about God. But we're still going to open presents, right? It's like, just to be clear. But it is. It's about the presence of God. And we give gifts because of the presence of God. We give to one another because God gave to us. And he reminds us all the time of his great love for us by sending us Jesus, who came to change the rhythms of our life, which is the second thing. Think about it. We live in a world where it, our world forms a rhythm that we begin to adapt to, which the Bible tells us, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Like, the world does that. In fact, if you're on social media, algorithms are the thing. Have you ever been talking about something like, I don't know, dog leashes or dog collars? Next thing you know, you're scrolling through Instagram and a, a commercial comes on, or a little uh, ad of dog collars. You're like, hmm, they must be listening guarantee I'm going to have dog collars now. But there's always something that, I mean, there's, there's a rhythm that the world has. And when the world went into shutdown, it disrupted the rhythm of the world and everything became clean. The ocean became cleaner. Rivers were cleaner. Crystal clear. The air was cleaner. It's almost like God was on to something when every seven years he said to his people, you shut down everything. You Sabbath. Like there's a rhythm that God has. Look at creation, the solar system, and how the solar system operates. There's a rhythm. The timing of God is perfect. God has a certain way of doing things. And he says, I have the best rhythm for your life. You don't understand the rhythm that I have for you because you've been operating in the world so long, but I have a healthy rhythm for you. And sometimes we just need to adjust to the things of God. It's like driving a, a car, a standard, right? You, you, you don't just go from first to fifth gear. You shift from first to second to third to fourth. And then you downshift from fourth to third and so forth. You do that because that's the rhythm of your car. And you want to do that. Otherwise, the car is just going to be, right? It's not going to go well if you, don't, if you don't shift well. So when Heidi wanted to learn how to drive standard, I thought the best person the best person should be her spouse because like as husband and wife right we talk nice to each other when we're teaching each other something we're kind we're calm we're understanding we listen everybody who's laughing are married so I said Heidi we're gonna learn standard so jump in she goes okay so excited she goes let's do this 
So I said, okay, very easy. There's, I mean, there's five gears, but we're going to start in first. This is neutral, so that's your clutch. Press in the clutch, then you can shift with that, and that's your gas, and of course your brake. So very simple. All you need to remember is when you gas, you don't want to press in the clutch at the same time. Sometimes you do that, but you do that down the road in the, in the dark. And then so, but, but what you do is when you press in the clutch, then you can shift. And then when you put it in gear, then you're going to let out your clutch slowly. And then you're going to press the gas as the same time. Like it goes in tandem. So you're going to press the gas and you're going to release the clutch very slowly. And you're going to feel the car go. And as it's going, release the clutch a little bit more. But you give a little bit more gas. And you're going to have the feeling of that. And you're going to get that. So she, she says, okay, okay, let's do this. So she starts the car and, and then we put it in first. And then she starts to go. And the car starts to move, getting excited. And all of a sudden, and it dies out. So it's like, that's okay. It happens. It happens. We go through that. That's okay. It's fine. Let's try it again. So try it three or four more times. By the fourth time, I was like, okay, Heidi. <laughs> just, just gotta, just gotta listen. <laughs> just gotta. She goes, stay calm. I'm like, I am calm, calm. Just gas and the clutch just gotta that's, that's all you gotta do finally we get in first gear she gets it it's like she's like oh perfect we're moving I said great okay shift to second she's like no no need I'm like no you gotta, you gotta shift to second because listen listen to the car it's like she goes no need we can do this I'm like the mongoose in the car that's running is dying right now so we gotta shift to second so finally we shift to second and we're going it's smooth sailing she's like oh perfect shift to third get in fourth gear she's like oh this is so good I'm like you did it good job okay now that's half so now we gotta go home and so we're gonna downshift as we get closer to home she downshifts she does great then we get into our driveway. Now, in our driveway, there's a hill that goes into our garage. <laughs> the hill is the devil when it comes to learning standard. We get into our, our, <laughs> into our lane, and she never launched the hill. I'm like, press the brake! I, I yanked the handbrake just in case. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Gets out of the car, slams the door, goes in the house, crying. I'm in the car, I'm like, this, how, this no can! How, Lord, how are we going to do this? He's like, you're going to buy an automatic car. That's how you're going to do this. So we did. Till this day. She's like, I ain't driving standard. You traumatized me. <laughs> then we got to go to hypnotherapy to get this thing correct. But that's, I mean, just think about how a car shifts. Some of us are okay. I mean, if you stayed in first, your car will die. I mean, you're, something's going to break. But the, the crazy thing about that is we're not okay with driving like that, but we're okay with living like that. Like we're okay staying in first gear all our life. We're like, no, this is, I'm okay. I don't want to risk it. I don't want to make any adjustments, God. I'm good. I'm, I'm moving. I'm living. I'm existing. He's like, but you have not even yet flown. I have yet to bring you to a place where you're soaring but it's going to take some adjustments. You're going to have to shift a little. There's going to be some life changes I want to bring to you, but you've got you to see the bigger picture. I, want, I have a healthier rhythm for your life. And it's, it's a risk, but we're risking on the side of God's faithfulness, his wisdom, his assurance, and his power. We have the choice to give in, to quit, or to adjust. It's our call, our decision. 
the rhythm of the world is, is, is about getting more, getting big, uh, greater things and, 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 and proving ourselves or keeping up with other people. Fast-paced to keep doing more. Always doing something. Like if we're not doing nothing, we feel we're not productive, right? I mean, have you ever tried doing nothing? You're like, I know some people in my house who do nothing. <laughs> they don't need try. They're professional nothings. Like they're so good. It's so good at that. Some of you guys are like, hey, no, I do nothing. I, I, know, how to do, I know how to do that. But some of us, okay, for the people who do nothing, do something. Like, do something. Wash a dish. Yours. At least yours. At least take your own dish to the sink. It's something. Fold your clothes too. Put away your clothes. Like when you come home, do something. Like just anything. Get up. Like just wake up. Something. Clean up your things. Like, just do something. But for those of us who do not know how to keep still, try to just do nothing. We always got to do something. Right now, some people are like, I, I cannot, no, I cannot. I got to do something. Right? We always have to do something. And there is always something to do. I get that. But just to sit down and do nothing, we, we don't do. There's always, like our phone's always calling at us, right? Try not going on your phone just for one day. You're like, day? I thought you were going to say hour. For some of you, I'm like, I thought you were going to say like a minute. No, just, just tr- oh, baby steps, baby steps. Let's try for one minute and then go into increments of more, 10 minutes, an hour. Try that. It's hard because our phone is always grabbing at us, right? We can't keep still, so it's always like we check our phone for no reason. We think there's something, so it's like, hey, just in case, I'm gonna check. Oh, Mike, oh, get something. What? I don't know, TikTok. <laughs> you have to watch TikTok. You, you put on one TikTok video, you can watch 50 million. <laughs> Easy. And we're always, it's just, just, just try today. Put your phone on the side. Just try. And you, it'll, it'll, I mean, the notifications will pop up. Somebody can text you. Somebody's trying to FaceTime. Somebody's trying to call. You're like, oh, man, I got to. And you, you can feel it. You can feel the pain. You'll be like, oh, man, I got to touch. I got to get my phone. I got something on my phone. I got to touch my phone. Like, you know what it is? It's an addiction. It's, it's there. We want, we, we, we got it. We got it. Like, we, ha- we have it in our hand all day. We carry this thing around. It's always there. But God gives us a, a basic, basic way to understand who he is. And it's in Psalm 46.10. And some of you know this scripture. It says to be still and know that I am God. And sometimes we connect more with our phones than we do our very own God. He said, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. He didn't say I might. He said, I will. But only when you're still that you will know that I am God. And to be still doesn't mean not doing anything and just being still. It means to cease from striving. Because we live in a world that we strive. We want to we, we achieve. But he's saying, no, your, your identity is in me. So cease from striving. Then you'll know that I am God. And when you know that I am God, you'll be able to accomplish because now your, 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 your identity is not based upon what you accomplish. It's based on who you are. And your identity stays secure in me. And when we're able to understand the rhythms, 
we'll be able to find rest, which is the last thing, which is what Jesus brings. In 1942, the average sleep time was eight hours. That was the average sleep time. Today, it's 6.8 hours, a little less. An adult should be sleeping between seven to nine hours. You're like, seven to nine? That's like in three days. That's how much sleep time I get, but it's, it averages seven to nine hours. We should be sleeping. So I, I tried to look up, like, which countries have the best sleep times? And, and there are different websites, different studies, but um, this, the one that I looked at said that Mexico was at the top with nine hours of sleep. That's their average. Uh, two other countries uh, tied for second, Finland and the Netherlands, at 7.36 hours a night. The United States came in 14th place, which is about seven hours and 10 minutes. That was, that's our average sleep time, seven hours and 10 minutes. Some of us are operating on less than that. Now, some of us are operating more than that. Some of us are in a household where some people sleep 10 hours and some sleep four. Some sleep eight, some sleep four. Like, we, we, we have that. So I was thinking, maybe we could try this. Maybe the eight-hour sleepers can sacrifice two hours and help the four-hour sleepers do something for two hours so that the four-hour sleepers can get two hours and sleep six hours, and you sleep six hours, and we all equal. And we all help each other in tandem. And we'll flow well. It'll be a good rhythm to our house. We all operate differently. Sleep does make a difference, though, how we feel, right? And some of us were like, no, please go back to sleep. You need a nap. You need a nap. Please go. <laughs> because we become grouchy when we don't have enough sleep. But, it's, but, but the Lord gives us a rest that is greater and more beneficial than, than just sleep. Physical sleep will happen with or without permission. Like some of us can sleep right now. Some of us are sleeping right now. I saw you. <laughs> you sleep right now. Some of us, we can, like, you know you're tired when you blink long. Or you had the stoplight, you put him in parks, like, hey, so two minute stoplight. <laughs> Just go to sleep. And you wait for somebody to beep the horns, like, okay, I'm up. We can sleep that, that easily. We're sleep deprived. But the physical body will sleep because it's tired, but our soul will never find rest unless we're, un unless we're intentional. We'll physically fall asleep because that's a natural reflex of ours. We're created to sleep because we're tired. But in order for our souls to find rest, we have to choose that. It's a choice. And I don't know, for some reason, we fight sleep. It's like we don't want to go to sleep. And when we're off the next day, it's like, you stay up all night. But I don't know why, that, why is that. It's like we're going to miss out on something. But we, we sometimes do that even for our soul. Like we just, where, where is the rest for our soul? Jesus gives us rest for our soul. He says in Matthew chapter 11, verses 27 through 30, he says, all things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son. And anyone to whom the Son wills to reveal him Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you. And yoke was that, that, um, that wooden connector between two oxen that they would use to plow the fields. And 
two oxen was a lot stronger than just one. He says, take my yoke upon you. In other words, connect with me because we're going to be a lot stronger together. We're going to be better together. So connect with me. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart. Interesting, Jesus starts off as a baby, gentle and humble in heart, and he carried that character quality all the way to the cross. And you will find rest for your souls. You will. It's his promise. You will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Many of us have been carrying a burden that's been so heavy we have not recognized how heavy it was or is. You will only know how heavy it was and is when Jesus yokes up with you and takes on that burden, whatever that burden would look like. He says, I want to take that. Our bodies shut down for lack of rest. And so too will our soul without Jesus. It'll shut down. So we're going to pray today as God reminds us about the rhythms of our life so that we can find rest for our souls. Would you pray with me? Bow your heads for a moment. Heavenly Father, we take a breather right now. And maybe we need to just take a physical deep inhale. But Lord, sometimes the rhythm of our life is so fast and so constant that we forget about our soul. And you remind us all the time on your great love for us. That's why we celebrate today. Because of what you have done, you remind us all the time of how loving you are, how gracious you are, how forgiving you are. You have all the power necessary for us to soar in life, and it's available so that the rhythms of our life can be the rhythms that are healthy for us. For some here today, Lord, or even those who are online, maybe today is their day of redemption, salvation, that they would find rest for their souls because they're going to give their lives to you, surrender their lives to you. And if you're here today and you, you are that person who says, I have never given my life to Jesus, I have never surrendered my life to him, but today is the day, today is the day, I'm going to make that choice and I'm going to be intentional. I want to help you in that. I'm going to say a prayer that will lead you and guide you. But really, it's the person of the Holy Spirit that's going to do this with you. You just include your heart. And here's the prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross and rising from the grave to give me a future and a hope. I surrender my life to you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Lord God, that's our prayer. All of us, Lord, we, we surrender our life to you. We, we give you everything that we have, Lord. We trust in you. We rely on you. We're dependent on you. Fill us afresh with your spirit. Remind us, as you often do, on your incredible love, that our life has a plan and a purpose, that you have promises for our families, for our marriages, for our children, for one another, for our parents, our, 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 our siblings. Lord, you have promises for us. And you came to bring a different rhythm to our life. Not that of the world, but of your kingdom. It's a better rhythm. It's healthier. So that we could find rest 
for our souls. We pray this in Jesus' precious and holy name. And we all said together, amen. Can we welcome these that said yes to Jesus into the family of God, even for those of you who are online. If you did say yes to Jesus, we will be at our yes table in the fellowship hall. We want to give you a free Bible and some reading material that will help you with your walk with Jesus. For those of you who are online, click the link and it will take you to your next steps. Um, What a joy it is when one person says yes to Jesus. The Bible says all of heaven rejoices, so we rejoice with you. Merry Christmas, everyone. We'll see you this Saturday at our candlelight service or next week Sunday. Have a great day, everyone. God bless. Merry Christmas.